The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... It's a good one. The world needs now is love. Sweet That's love. right, we do. Oh, Thank you, Dion. We totally need that. Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives Breaking Into. I'm your host, James Lott Jr., and you can follow me at Black Hope LA on Twitter. It's B L A K H O P A on Twitter, and James Lott Jr. everywhere else. I'm easy. My guest today, I'm very excited to have him here today. He's somebody I've admired for years. Many of you know him from his soap work on General Hospital, but he's much more than that. He's also a success coach. And he has a great Periscope. I actually follow your Periscope stuff. It's really fun. Um, he takes his, his show on the road doing speaking engagements. He's all about whole health and spirituality. He also is on the soap The Bay. Some of you guys do watch that show, too. And he has a radio show, Real Andrews. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good. See that applause. I love it. I mean, yeah, you, got, you have a diverse career. Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, it's good. Well, you know, I just, there's so much that I want to do. It's funny you say diverse, because just like yesterday, two days ago, I was sitting down with my, my coach, you Yes, because we all got to have coaches. Yeah, I, I right? have one too. Yeah. It's important. And he was like, Rail, you're like here, yes. you want to help, so we need to bring it in here, and, and it's true, because you can only do so much, but yeah, right now, I got the radio show, I got yes. the fishing team, I got this yes. and that, and everything. And folks, an exclusive, he will be joining Days of Our Lives. Yes, I'm very excited Later about Later on that. the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so all we can tell you right now, but you watch this in Days, we'll tell you more about that on Sundays, we'll tell you more about you that. You heard but. it here. Kind of first. Second. Second, yeah. Here a second. Uh-huh. Here a second. I mean, no, it's, it's funny because I'm the same way. As many of my, my people know out here that I'm a life coach also, certified life coach. And I'm a life coach, organizer, radio host, TV producer, TV host. I mean, I do a bunch of things too, and I have to watch myself and kind of trim, I say trim the fat and really kind of focus on things. You do them well, first of all. Thank right? you, thank you. Maybe this is why we have this salt and pepper uh, thing yes. going on, right? <laughs> That's our sign of stress because I don't usually have facial hair, yeah. but I'm getting ready for a, a movie I got coming Okay. Up, so that's Go just, see a movie. Just, Hello. Just in case they're thinking, what is up with that? But uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing this role of a guy who's, uh, you know, down and out. He needs a liver transplant, and because it's not really coming, he turns into an alcoholic. Oh, my God. And it was funny when I auditioned for the role. Because back in the day, like, you know, most of us do, I yes. stumbled, I fell, I actually yes. fell deep into that yes. uh, valley of yeah. death in Hollywood. And so yeah. I spent, when I walked into the audition, I said to the, um, the producers, I said, I spent seven years wow. preparing for this role. Wow. And after I finished the audition, they said, you really did spend uh, Yeah, they're like, years. you got it. I said, yeah, I got this one down. Right. You brought some <laughs> realism into that audition, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, before we get to any deeper, how is auditioning for you after all these years? How is it for you? Um, you know, it's it's interesting, James, because since I've been working with my life coach mm-hmm. and now coming, because I walked away from acting for a while. I know you did. Right? I mean, yeah. I just, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you're not in it yes. to win it, you know, you can't just play in that. In that no, in that's that game, very right? true. So it's, it's too competitive. And so I just moved on, but literally like about 
four months ago, I think, maybe four months, I just had that feeling. I woke up. I said, you know what? I was being called to act again. Mm -hmm. Didn't know why. I'm at the point in my life now I'm really about being obedient. When he Mm -hmm. says... Move, I move. Yes. He right. said, It's time for you to act again. Yeah. I reached out to a good buddy of mine, Tim Abel, okay. from Soldiers of Fortune. I said, Hey, would oh, you okay. man, mind making an introduction? Yeah. He did. I walked in. I was prepared to go out there and do the whole auditioning, <laughs> yeah. meeting different agents. Yeah. She walked in, Deborah Manners, uh, okay. just down the road here, and she said, "Let's do this." In her, let's do this. In her New York voice, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And and then Days of Our Life came, yeah. and and these things. So, but to answer your question. This time around, it's amazing because I'm not coming from an ego point of view. I'm coming from a spirit point of view. Mm -hmm. So my my motives are totally different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So when I walk in there, I've already decided why I'm there, what I'm going to do, and it's I just roll in there and do it, and you just take right. over the room. So it's a it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's I'm sure. awesome no, I'm to sure. answer your question. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's it's more of like, well, you know, whatever it's going to be will be. Let me come in and do the work I'm supposed to do. Right. Which frees you up just to be, you know, one of the things my my, um, my coach, um, you know, give him props because I love him, Alex Rubina. Please. Yeah, Please. he said to me was, um, you need to just be, you are here right now because this is exactly where you're supposed to be. And these people aren't getting to see the little kid that I know that people love mm-hmm. about you. Because we were, you know, before it was a, coming from a place of, I got to. Do it right. I hope they like me. I mean, what is, you know, trying to figure out what they want. Mm-hmm. Just owning the part, going in and not trying to impress them. Just be the part. Have fun with it. Go in, take care of business, get out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I do another thing, which I started a while back, even before that, is um, when I do my audition, I show up uh, I'm, I show up camera ready. I'm, okay. I'm off the book. Okay. Okay. I'm totally ready to go. That's just the way I roll. Okay. But I do have the sides in my hand, just, you know, okay. just for technique. Mm-hmm. But I have this thing now. When I walk out the room, I take the paper, I rip it, and throw it in the garbage. Because I'm now focused on what's next. Wow, okay. You know, and if the past comes back to say hi to me, great. But I'm not going to worry about, like I used to be before, did you hear from them? Did they like me? Uh, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah. You know, you know yeah. no. I'm on to the next thing. I'm creating new stuff, moving forward right now, being present in the moment. You have a good point. I'm all about being present. And I uh, I was just telling you a little bit but, uh, before the show, I got to meet a legend that I've, I've admired for years, um, Alonzo Williams. And I was telling him, because they were like, James, you're so, you seem so giddy. And I said, I got to the point now I can be giddy even at this age because I'm present. Yes. I'm so excited to be in this presence of somebody that I've admired and saw in concert 30 years ago. And it's a full circle moment for me. And it's like, because I'm present and accounted for, I can actually be giddy and be excited like a little kid. And it's okay. Well, and you hit it, the little kid, because when you're not being giddy, what are we mm-hmm. being? We're being ego driven. Oh, well, let's be cool. We got, I can't yeah, let them know that, what, yeah. that I'm excited about, right. you know? No. But when you're a kid, Right, we don't have all of those things, so it's funny that you say be the little kid. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, I don't know why, but I'm bringing it back into my life. When I did my one of my first movies, I was actually an extra um, on um, Space Hunter 3D with Molly Ringwald. Oh, okay, called, okay, right? okay. And um, I came up with this saying: it said, "Why grow up when you can make movies?" 
And it's, mm. and you can take that. Why grow up when you can be a life coach? Yes. Why grow up? Because we so many of us have this mindset. I gotta go to work. I gotta go to the gym. I no. You get to go to work. Yes. You yes. get yes. to go to the yes. gym. Yes. Yes. You yes. get when you have that flip the switch. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. I think you just again you're hitting like you guys. You're gonna be a, a coach field show today because I'm telling <laughs> you because you're, you're just hitting it for me. I always tell people. Because I live in gratitude every day. I just really do. I once once I flipped that a few years ago, about forty when I turned forty, it kind of happened. Where I was like, you know, I am the luckiest person on earth that I get that I get to do blank. Mm-hmm. That I get to have. I took six months off. I worked a corporate job. I was done. Took six months off. I was like, I am just so fortunate. I get to take six months off and do whatever I wanted for those six months. That's fortunate. I'm, I get to do this show. I get to talk to you. I learned once that switch flips, it does change your perspective. Yeah. It does free you. When you let go of all the other trappings that people are saying, like, oh, I got that job today, and oh my God, it's just so busy. And I got to, I'm like, just once you get rid of all that, mm-hmm. there are people who are not busy. There are people who are looking for jobs. Right. That wish they were busy. Exactly. There are folks who wish they were in our, our position. They wish they were with us. Right. They were doing what we're doing. Maybe they can't get there. Maybe they're afraid to, which is our job, of course, to help. Yeah, to help them believe in themselves. Yes, again. that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. So I, I love when you said it because it was. Once I flipped, that flipped for me, it became freeing. Because the outcome, I'm not worried about that anymore, right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the outcome, right? It's more about the just changing the your results. mind, the, the results in the present, and you're moving forward, right? Right. Because as we all know, and I know you know this concept, mm-hmm. but I love to put it out there, yeah. right? This right here, right? This is this is you and me right here in mm-hmm. the present. Let's get your logo out there. There you go. We are right here in this present. Yes. Right here is the past. Yeah. It's gone. Right. And mm-hmm. this is something I've learned from my coach as well. It's gone. We all we all agree on that. Yes. It's gone. We can't get that no, back. So why worry about that? Right. right? Can't do anything but about a it. lot of people think about the present. Right. Mm-hmm. But really, if this is tomorrow, right? Now you and me are there tomorrow. Where are we? Mm-hmm. In the present. In the present. Right. So the future never comes. No. So people just need to focus on where they are right now and deal with it. Stop worrying about the past and stop trying to plan for the future because that only happens in a movie. Well, you know, also, <laughs> well, also, our generation especially, I can say, we were conditioned that we had to about the future. It was kind of like, you have to go to college, you got to do this, and because you're black, you got to do this. And you gotta, you know, so we were, we were kind of hid told there were certain things we had to do in the future from our parents and grandparents where, in fact, just... If they told us to be who we are at that time, it all will get to where we had to, get to, where we had to go, right? right? So it's kind of it's kind of like reconditioning I found for me, of kind of taking those voices out of my head that have me thinking certain ways and bringing in the newer concepts that make more sense for me. So you hear voices too? Oh, I hear it all the time. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I used to think I used to think I was crazy no, no. before I started, but that's that's the voice no. that we need to hear. No. What mm-hmm. you need to get good at, what you need to get good at, is deciding which voice is the one because you, you all hear them, right? You're not crazy. No. No. You get this feeling. Your heart tells you what to do, mm-hmm. right? Then you start to think about it too much. You talk yourself out of it. And then how many times do you go, man? I should have you listened to my gut instinct because mm-hmm. once you get in the head and mm-hmm. start thinking about it, it's not the right decision. You know, you can. I got this person here and this person yep. here talking. Just mm-hmm. listen to the heart. I had an actual. My gut was hurting for a couple of months. I tell the story in other shows I've done, um, where I, my stomach was hurting. I didn't know why. I, I didn't think I knew. I unconsciously, I, consciously, I didn't know why. Unconsciously, I didn't know, but I didn't know why. And once I started making decisions about my life, it stopped hurting. Mm. 
I mean, like, I mean, like, the next day, once I made that major decision to quit that job that I hated, it stopped hurting. You just trusted in it and just yeah. went with it. You it was just, just like, with trust your gut. Right. Like, literally, I had to trust my gut. My gut was like, James Lott Jr., get out, start changing your life. Get out of your way. Get out of your way. Right. Stop worrying about stuff you can't control, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We all talk about that, right? Too yeah. many people worry about things that you can't control. I mean... I used to have crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. I used to have crazy road rage. Oh yes, right. But as we were talking a little earlier, yeah. the first thing that I started working on with my coach yeah. was taking that target, as he calls it, where people yes. could tag me. Yes, we, we call it. You call it tagging. Yeah, yeah. Right. He said we need to get this to this, and not even that. So we were doing that. Woo. Yes, like, in the Matrix. Like the Matrix. <laughs> and it's what I never forget. I was driving my kids to school one day, and you know, they're so used to the way dad usually rolls. <laughs> and this person cut me off, and I just kind of like, and they were like, Dad. That thing is really working for you. Because usually I'd be like, are you kidding? Right, exactly. Ah, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, right. Like, for what? Right? right. So now you just laugh right. at it. You just yeah. roll with it. Like, okay. Yeah, I, I heard a phrase that changed my life. It was on Oprah years ago and really did shift everything for me into focus. Because my coach and I, one of the things for me was that, but I, 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 I was really honest with these people. I told them how I felt and they still didn't react the way I wanted them to. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn that. But she, the phrase I heard was, the definition of forgiveness is giving up that the past could be any different. Hmm. When I heard that phrase, that for the definition of forgiveness is the giving up that the past could be any different, it totally flipped everything for me. It totally turned me out, rocked, me, rocked my world, everything. I like that. I'm going I'm to use that one. It's a one good more one. time. Let me hear that again. Forgiveness is the definition of forgiveness mm-hmm. is giving up that. Well, actually, it's giving up that the hope, giving up the hope that the past can be any different. Wow, that's good. Because you're talking about the past, we right. can't do anything about it. Nothing. It's already happened. Right. It's actually made you part of who you are. Right. So it's almost kind of like you need to own it, embrace that, and maybe use it to your advantage and things. But you can't go back there. You can't mm-hmm. borrow from the past. Right. People try. But you can't. So I heard about that, about forgiveness. It's like I forgave my parents. I forgave my grand. I forgave, I forgave everybody who I felt things were done to me. And you probably lost like about 200 pounds. I did. Actually, I, got, right. I, I, did, I got a little skinny that year. Uh, but no, but it was, just, it was a really good thing because I really did. It, I felt lighter as I walked. I'm a big guy, and I felt like a lighter person. Because I mean, so many of us hold on yes. to that those grudges. I know... You know, I, I'm I'm terrible. I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting. I'm just being real. Yeah. You know, just but I'm getting better at it. And then it, it's a process you got to work through. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those easy people. Okay, that's cool. But I still have yes. those some people that you know. You know. Yeah. You got some strong feelings to. Yes. But whenever you let that person go, it feels so much better. But for me, because I'm very stubborn and I'm very frustrated, those are things that I need yeah. to work on. Yeah. Personally, we all have our things that yes, we, we need do. to work yes, on. Yes, we do. You know, actually, on my radio show yesterday, we were talking about dysfunctional people, mm-hmm. which is most of us. Yeah, that's right? most of but yeah. people see that as such a you know, my my coach was saying they see that as such a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but that's the difference between people like you who've got your own shows, you're getting things done. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are you know, I come from a small town in North Vancouver, BC, where everybody told when I became an actor back mm-hmm. in '81. 
That was just when Mario Van Peebles and his oh, father yeah, yeah, were yeah. breaking in. The NAACP yeah. made yeah. a bunch of noise mm-hmm. and saying you get, need to get more color in film. So there wasn't a lot no, wasn't. of us. So no. what are you, crazy? There's no work for African Americans. Don't mm-hmm. waste your time. Not anybody. But that fueled me. Okay, less than 3% of the population make a living. Well, I'm going to be part of that 3%. Mm-hmm. But most people aren't willing to do the no. work. No. You know, uh, here's a saying for you. Check Good. this out. Somebody okay. said this to me. Uh, success shows up in overalls and it looks like hard work. See, most people don't want to do the hard work. I like that. Yeah, yeah I love that too. Somebody I said that I to like me, that. I was like, ooh, I love that. I just got a picture. I just got yeah. a picture. Yeah. yeah, that's what success looks like. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it looks like it shows up in overalls, but it looks like hard work. Yeah. And most people don't want to do it. Right. They don't want to do the hard they work. They don't. Now, you know, you probably same with you, right? I was a struggling actor for what? I want to say 20 something years you right. know they're oh, yeah. struggling oh, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're an overnight success yeah. and, hey can you introduce me to your agent hey can you get me mm-hmm. in the film hey can you you know what they, they just want to use your mm-hmm. oh, or how about this I love yeah. this well it's easy for you James because you're light skinned or it's easy uh, for you yeah, because yes. you know so, really right. let me tell you about my easy I'm still life. black yeah right no, I mean, you know, you know, hello. Or, or I still got gray hair. I mean, or whatever it is, right? It's, mm-hmm. I, still, I still got that going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear it all the time too. Like, well, or you're really friendly. That's why you could get away with stuff. I'm like, well, I don't have the secret. I mean, right. well, why don't you try to be friendly? Exactly, right, yeah. right? And I think was for you. Did you not find me growing up? I found actually it was like I got it from both ends. Being light skinned, okay, it's like. You know, the Caucasian people that were racist, mm-hmm. or they weren't having me. No, they weren't. The African-Americans who were dark-skinned mm-hmm. weren't having me because, oh, you got to... So it was like, okay, well, what am I then? Who am I? What do I right. attach to? So I got it right. from both ends. I got the thing, is you'll, you'll laugh at this one, I don't think of you as black. Right. And when I was younger, I took, at first, because my naiveness, I thought... Oh, they're accepting me for being just James. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, it's great. Like, a little older, I was like, wait a minute. That is a, so what is your concept of black? Am I the good Negro? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It was a really weird thing. I, I had an epiphany one day just going, that doesn't sound right. Well, no, geez, what I just mean is that. What does I, that mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, it could, and no one could explain it to me more than just, I just think of you as James. I'm like, no, you're, you have an idea of what black is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the black folks are like, well, James, you talk very vanilla. You talk white. What is mm. talking white? What is that? What does that mean? What is that? And that was a popular thing in the 70s and the 80s. As a kid, I was a kid in the 70s. It was a popular thing. And I was like, but I mean, I know I speak well. I know how to spell. I speak well. Yeah, I can get down and talk, you know, the lingo I need to when I, in certain situations. But I'm at school. Mm-hmm. I'm there to learn. I mm-hmm. enjoyed school as a, as, a, as a kid. And you probably got bullied. For wanting to be better, being right? School. Yeah. yeah, being in school, wanting to get good grades. Oh yeah, I grew up in South right? Central LA. Yeah. Okay, so it was not it was the greatest mm-hmm. environment. Um, but they just they just would make a little fun of me, just like, well, yeah, you talk, you're an Oreo, you talk this, you know, all these different phrases they would use, and I just didn't care. I was always a fearless child, so I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like being a spelling bee champion. I was spelling bee champion twice. Right, you were. I beat I beat a white person actually. <laughs> I was in, I was in the third. And here's, here's a little funny story. So I was in the third or fourth grade, and my best friend and I won't say his name, but he's my best friend. And he was white, and we were good friends. And he won every year. And then one year he spelled compass wrong. Compass. Wait. <coughs> so you can spell it. C O M P A S S. Yes. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. Woo! Compass. 
He's a spelling bee champion. Now no. you and me got to go head to head for the next I, one. I, yeah, exactly. Okay. He's, you know, he spelled it P-U-S-S. Compuss. And so, but then I got excited. I was like, okay, James, calm down. Because you know, I don't want to mess it up either. Then we have to go again, obviously, then it wins. And I spelled it correctly. He doesn't have a problem with it. Because we're just kids, friends. He was fine. I was never invited to his parents' house again. Really? Wow. Never again. That Negro boy, wow. won. he won the spelling bee. Huh. The school's like, oh, I got it. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, it was like, I'm mean, like, I about that to this day. We about that the other day. I was like, that was a really strange thing. He didn't care. But they did. Mm-hmm. I literally went to his house. Because he didn't again. know any different. No, he didn't know any different. No. But they, they did. Mm-hmm. They knew different. Um, but yeah, but I was always I was always like, I like being one of the gifted children. I like being smart. I had no problem. I love reading. Being white isn't a... I mean, you, you're, not, you're not a reader because you're white or whatever. You could be a black person reading. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Tupac was very well-read. Everybody wants to talk about that. He was a very well-read guy. It's like, just he got to thug life. Right. It doesn't matter. It's like, black folks can read. Yes. You know, but it was always told, like, you know, you're not street enough, you're not this. I wasn't a gangbanger. I didn't do any of that stuff. So I understand everything you're saying. It's just like, I just didn't... I didn't care. So I applied it to my adult life in terms of how I carry myself and now my coaching... It's like, take the white noise out. I'd use white noise, but take that, kind of call, take the white noise, right. the chatter. Take the chatter out. And let's focus on from no being color. pointed to be. There's no color. That's what we need to get back to. Yes. It's crazy right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm like, this Donald Trump guy, he scares me, dude. Yeah, me he's, too. He's scary. I mean, he's just, this. talk about dysfunctional, and I don't mm-hmm. care. I, I'm going to get up and say it. Yes. I might be one of the 1%. I'm not following that guy. <laughs> yes. He's, a, he's, a, he's an idiot. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I like, just plain, I mean. Just pandering to everybody's fears and, and things. And these, and things and these, yeah. yeah, and these people are buying into mm-hmm. Like, he actually, did you hear that? He actually said, I, he said, I could go into Times oh, yes. Square, yes. shoot somebody, yes. and still get elected president. Is he, like, <sighs> out of his mind right, right. now? Right. But he wasn't joking. No, he wasn't. No, he was like serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, people really need to, and this is what you and your success coaching. Because I also here's the thing. So tell people exactly what your philosophy. Is. I read on your, on your side about the whole health thing, and mm-hmm. so what is it? Because I feel like your thing is about mind, body, and spirit. That's mm-hmm. kind of. Am I getting that correct? Yes. So please tell me a little bit about that, and then we'll go into ask some other questions about that. Well, um, you know, it started. I've been a trainer, a physical trainer, since okay. I was about 16. Okay, okay. I started getting into that. And, you know, I've owned three of my own gyms. And so I'm really, really big about, you know, health, health. nutrition, being, you know, we got to take care of our body and stuff like that. So that's always been a big thing that I've been passionate about. Along the way, I started to realize as I got older that my gift was... You know, because people would come to me to, to lose weight, to get in shape, primarily most of the time. And then I'd have them do things they never believed they could do before. Mm, okay. So I, I started to go down that road about helping people to believe that they could be everything that they were created to be, you know. Um, and then further down the line, because I, you know, really believe in the whole speaking power through the mm-hmm. life of words. And I started to have, oh, I yeah, I started to have clients come up to me and say, hey, coach. You know, uh, I was doing this bike ride today, this weekend that I've never done before. And when I was starting to struggle, I heard your voice in my head. So that's how I came up with the 24-7 success coach because I'm in your head all the time. (laughs) Um, And, you know, recently it teamed up with Alex or Bina because he brings the, the, you know, the, I kind of say I'm the... 
um, physical, motivational, inspiration. He's the emotional, spiritual, mm -hmm. intellectual. Together we're a great team. So that becomes the mind, body, spirit. Because I, I just think it's so sad. Like people think that they were just put here just because. Right. And everybody has a gift, mm -hmm. but most of them are going to end up, and for me, you know, I'm a believer, so yeah. they're going to end up one day, and nobody's going to be crying more tears than, than our Lord and Savior when he sits there and he puts his hand around James and he says, James, let me show you everything I had planned for you if you just would have walked out in faith and listened to my yeah. voice. How sad would that be that you just right. walk around? And when it really hit home for me, James, was um, I had a girlfriend back in the day. Up until then, I was petrified of death. I, I couldn't sleep on my back like this. I couldn't put sheets over my head. If I saw a, a, a store that was a grave store or something, I'd walk on the other side. Oh, I couldn't wow. go. Oh, yeah. I didn't want none of that. Mm -hmm. So I never went to any funerals. And oh, then, wow. Nope, ever. And then one year, maybe about, maybe eight, not too long ago, but eight or nine years ago, um, no, it had to be more than that. But it was before I was married. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry, honey. Sorry, honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, behind it, yes. Yeah, yes, no, it was like was... 20 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, anyway, seriously. Yeah. Um, she, her grandfather died. Okay. And she asked if I would go to the funeral with her. And I said, well, I guess it's time I face my fears. Okay. Um, the only funerals I'd ever been to were on TV. So, oh, you know, yeah, right. oh, it's, yeah, it's right. the big thing. Everybody's there. The cast is there. there. Yeah, Everybody's right. saying great things and yeah. all this. So that's my vision of a funeral. And this gentleman was 87 years old. Mm -hmm. And I show up at the funeral. And at his gravesite, there was the pastor, the mom, the grandma, the sister, her, and me. And I remember standing there. It was at the graveyard behind uh, NBC, the big Jewish Oh, one, okay. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember standing there at the top of the hill, and it, was all, it almost became surreal to me. And I, I just couldn't even really hear what was going on, but I remember going, I don't want to be 87 years old and walk this earth that long that I have such little touch on people's life that nobody shows up. And it wasn't about people coming to say bye, right. but leaving a legacy that makes a difference. So that's why I became a life coach. I believe it's all about mind, body, and spirit. And I'm just really passionate about helping people just to, to know they're important. Mm -hmm. And they've got a gift. Mm -hmm. And helping them to find it and just shine. Let their light shine. I, I completely agree with that. I'm a person who also, I think the saddest things that could happen to you is if you're not doing something that you should be doing for yourself or something that you'd love to do or something you'd like to do. It's like, why not try it? I mean, how many people show up what if island? I know. One or one day island. One day. After the kids are this day, or after that happens day. or I get some money or yeah. when it's, it's, it's always like something. It's like, yeah. it just, someday. I feel, we don't have someday promised. We just mm -hmm. don't. And it doesn't even matter if you're spiritual or not. I just, we don't. That's just a fact of life. We can leave this room and that's it. You yeah. know, who knows? But so why are you putting it off? It's like you're doing a disservice to yourself mm -hmm. when you're not doing what you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. I say it all the time to my clients. And and a lot of, yeah, and me too. A lot of my, you know, and I see them, you know, when they look. And I get it because they're not in, at the same level as me and stuff like that. But that's the way I roll. People wonder why I got so much things mm -hmm. I'm doing. Why I don't sleep, you know. Why I'm going. Because when I wake up. And I look around, and I'm like, okay, I'm here. 
I'm like, I got one more day. Mm-hmm. One more day. That's how, I don't, that's how I look at it. I got another day. Thank you, Lord. Put my feet on the ground. And I go, like, this could be my last day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it mm-hmm. with excellence. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's got my signature on. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I walk out this door, right. I'm not ready, Lord, yeah. but if you oh, want yeah. to take yes. me. But if I do right. walk out this right. door, I want to show up in a way that James will go, hey, what a cool guy. That was a great guy. Not like, what a but yeah. yeah, dude, that guy's yeah. like, you know what? So I always tell people, just do it with excellence. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's got your signature on it. That's true. I like that. It's true. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, just, I just feel like it just there's room for anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe. We're in this business um, where it's always the one slot for everybody. I don't believe in one slot. Uh, let's have let's have twenty slots, thirty slots. Let's make the slots. Mm-hmm. Why are we making? Why are we letting them tell us what's there? And and they shouldn't get caught up. On a lot of people get caught up on, and it's easy for them to say, "Well, James, you're this rail, right, right. you're this." But no, every part is in. Like if you think of all of us like a hand, mm-hmm. if you take one finger away, it doesn't work very well, mm-hmm. right? It, they all need to be there. So even like I remember, and I don't know where it came from, James, but I remember back in the day, I had some little, you know. One time I was a window washer. Okay. Well, hey, is that a great... Not, nothing yeah. to be excited about. When I was a window washer, when I went to work, I went to work with the attitude, I'm going to be the best window washer. Mm-hmm. Then I was a pizza delivery boy for a while. Okay. And they ain't no fun. It's no. not a cool job, <laughs> right? But every time I went to work, I was, I'm going to be the best delivery mm-hmm. boy. I'm going to make sure I get my pizzas delivered the fastest. That's, mm-hmm. that's the mindset I saw. And I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it showed up on Facebook the other day. But there was um, um, a video of a, a kid. I think he had um, Down syndrome or something. And, and he, saw, and he saw, had Starbucks. Yes, yes, yes. You yes. see one at Starbucks? Yeah. The guy gave him a chance. He's known as the, the mm-hmm. dancing barista. Yes, yeah. Why not? Dude, he's just making... But the guy's so happy. Mm-hmm. I and love he's it. he's so dancing. And that's mm-hmm. his thing, making mm-hmm. coffee. And he, he, and he ran home mm-hmm. to his mom and said, Mom, I got a purpose in life now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You know, just people need to own what they do. And, and it's for actions. everybody. It's yeah. not just for us. Mm-hmm. We're not the key. We're not the secret. We don't have, mm-hmm. We're not holding on to it for us. Anybody, can, anybody watching this can do this. Mm-hmm. It, and there is... You just said it. There's no key. If you want to be... A talk show. Right. Go and Google James. Follow him. Be a stalker. Mm-hmm. Yes. And see what he did. Right. Right. And follow in his paths. If you right. want to be a successful real estate person, go follow mm-hmm. somebody you admire. If you want to be a successful husband mm-hmm. or a wife, mm-hmm. go find a family that you admire them yes. from afar. Yes. Now be careful because mm-hmm. if you get too close, you might yeah. find out inside of their own four yeah, walls. You think it's yes. not so perfect? Yes, but if you that's part of the process. Right, it's part of the process. Yeah. And that's actually sometimes that's good too. Yeah. Because you learned that. What What do you learn there? You learn that nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. And also, you learn... Like I always say, um, I always tell people who are afraid to get in relationships. I do coach people with that too sometimes. I'm like, but no, sometimes you can only learn things about yourself in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You only learn certain things on your own. But there are some things that you can really take away when you're in a relationship. Good and bad. Well, I say there's nothing bad. To me, it's always, it's always good stuff. It may be just not as positive, but it's always good stuff. Yeah. So take that chance, get in a relationship, do it, and you'll find out what's going on with yourself. All successful people what? Fail. Yeah. A lot. A lot. 
a lot. They're not afraid to fail. No. They just jump in. You know, right. they, they just jump in. Why are you doing? I don't know. We've all been fired at things and right, stuff. I mean, life I mean, goes on. You know, life is. We were talking about that yesterday. Look at that. How many people? I mean, just off the what? Lucille Ball, uh, Michael Jordan, right. uh, President Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, you know mm-hmm. what? How many people told them they wouldn't? Somebody told Michael Jordan he couldn't play basketball. <laughs> what? Mm. Right. Imagine if he quit. Right. Right. Can you imagine? Imagine if he quit. Right. Imagine, check this out, I, because I, I'd be remiss. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of when it's Martin Luther King Month. Uh, yes. I talk about it all the time. Please I play songs all the time yeah. because, you know, I believe that we need to tell the story. We need to tell the story of 9-11. We need to not mm-hmm. just get fired up and wear flags for a little bit. And then, mm-hmm. th- you know, my kids already, some of them don't. What, what's 9-11, Dad? Yeah. They come home. What's, but, you know... Martin Luther King, my son, my middle son, who's just a genius, he, come, he comes home about two years ago, and he comes in, and he goes, Hey, Dad, do you know who Martin Luther King is? I looked at him, and I said, Yeah, son, I do. He goes, He was a great man, Dad. And I said, Yeah, he was. Why do you say that? And he said, Well, we've been studying him in school, and I came to the realization that if it wasn't for Martin Luther King, I probably wouldn't be born. And I was like, why do you say that? Okay. And he said, well, because mom's white and you're black. Mm. And if he didn't fight for what he believed in, mm. you probably wouldn't be here. And I was like, wow. You know, because my mom was white. Right. So it goes all the way. But yeah. could you imagine, yeah. just think, if Martin Luther King, and I, once again, but this is how I roll. Yeah. People are like, well, that's a little deep, coach. But no, Martin Luther King, I say to people, do you not think every day, when he kissed his wife and his three babies goodbye, that he knew that that could be the last time he saw him. Oh, he knew that. But he was so committed yeah. to his dream, to his yes. calling. Yeah, thank was. God. Yes, they got he did. Yeah, that he did. Mm-hmm. Right, he was ready to die. Mm-hmm. Kennedy, mm-hmm. all of them were. They had know? a cause. They had, they had, a, they had a purpose. Right. Is Trump ready to die? <laughs> Did he say that on my show? Oh, my God. Um, yes. He said he could get shot. Yes, he could. He right? said he could. He did I'm say that. I'm just saying. I think, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. I, I always tell people there's two things that I believe in. And one is I believe in the village mentality. Mm-hmm. I We, as African Americans, mm-hmm. the African part, we come from a village mentality that we have lost here in America in many, many cases. We don't celebrate our elders. We don't go visit, you know, the people who have done stuff before us. And I always tell people that I carry on my shoulders mm-hmm. my ancestry. That's nice. But it's not heavy. No. It's not heavy. I carry it with pride. I carry it knowing that the things that they went through, my grandmother being a maid, Mm -hmm. helped my father go to college, Mm -hmm. that helped me go to... It's a a whole... I I carry grandmother. I carry my grandfather. I carry all of Luxembourg, the king, everybody who... Everybody Mm -hmm. in our young history um, who fought for injustice at the detriment of their lives so that I can be a TV host. I love that. You know, check that. This is something I do, and it's around the same boat that you do. When I'm teaching a class and I'm trying to motivate them, because my classes ain't no joke. So I really challenge them. My, my, my students are awesome. Good. You know, anybody who survives one of my classes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, woo, yeah, little boot camps, woo, boot camps. Woo. That's right. Um, but, you know, I, ha- I try to motivate them. And one of the things I've done several times when it comes to my heart, I say, here's what we're going to do. This is at the end of an hour class, and they've been grinding it or whatever. I said, I want you to imagine that we're in one of those Roman stadiums, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're, this is, we're coming down the finish line. You've been battling for this long and here we come and up in the stands 
your grandma, your grandpa, mm -hmm. President Lincoln, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Martin Luther King, whoever is important to mm -hmm. you, who's been before you, who's made mm -hmm. the sacrifices, who's died, and they're up there, they're cheering you on. Mm -hmm. Are you going to quit on them right now? No, you can't. Are you going to let them down? Right. And they're like, yeah, man, people get fired up when yeah. I say that to them, yeah. and they, you can see them flip mm -hmm. because it's true. They've all got people in those stands. Yeah, different people you that can't motivate give up. them. No, you you're not going to quit. They didn't quit on us. Sir, didn't. You didn't quit on us. You sure didn't. You know? I love that. I, love, I actually like that analogy. I'm actually starting picturing all right? my folks, my aunties, my yeah. emperor and dad, all the people that I just like. They're, they're cheering always, you on. They were always on my side uh, to say, James, you can make it. You can do it. Come on. You can do it. And they sacrificed things for themselves, for their kids and stuff. And it's just kind of like, like for me, I, I became the father I didn't have, so to speak. Mm. I became, now I'm the grandfather I kind of did have. But I, I mean, I'm even more so. It's like, it's a generational thing. You got to celebrate the folks that came before us, we can't forget them. No, but we want to so easily. Right. They're, they're, we're so, it, it's kind of a, yeah, we just we just really can. It, it's right. important, but we as leaders in our family, yes. what, it's up to us to yes, tell the stories. Yes, it is. We have to tell the stories. You know, like even yesterday, my wife, and I'd forgotten, but I was glad she shared it with me because I guess, I think it's actually today, but it started showing up yesterday on YouTube was the... What was it, the 20th or 30th anniversary of the shuttle blowing up? Oh, yeah, right? yeah, it's the shuttle. Yeah, but I think it's, I want to say, I want to say 30. I think, I think it's 30. Was it 30? I want to say it was 86. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah. but that's important kind mm -hmm. of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's ridiculous when we, you know, even, you know, people, you just got to share the, the history. Yeah. You know, you the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Because they don't teach it in school anymore. I mean, I'm looking at putting my kids in a, in another school right now, and when we went to this meeting, it's a private school, we went to this meeting, I was, because I'm not, and I'm going to get more, I'm not the <laughs> active person in this school. That's my wife's role. Okay. She's amazing. She okay. does, she works in the homework. They, they, oh, Dad, can you help? Uh, like, no, you're like, no. I don't know what that is yeah, even, right? Indeed. So I kind of, but I'm going to take more of an active role because I was blown away. They were showing the comparison of the public schools and general schools what they don't do here anymore and what they do here. No arts, no sports, no this, no history. No, I mean, none of, they don't teach any of that anymore because yeah. they don't have the funding. Well, here's the thing. I had a, a guest on my show here, Jalen Jones. He's 15-year-old. Um, he's doing fitness for kids. Wow. And he told and it was, I was I was his first interview, and it was kind of fun, a good kid. Um, but he said to me, he goes, half the schools don't have PE programs anymore. Or they have PE. They have More PE, than half. Or they have a PE, they have a PE class, but nothing really goes on. No. It's a hangout. No. Because, and they've asked me and my wife, we volunteered in our kids' school. <laughs> Check this out. So they asked us, hey, because they don't have teachers, will you volunteer for the school program? We said, sure, no problem. Yeah. So we go in there the first day. First and foremost, they don't even show up in PE clothes. Right? So they, they come in the class. <sighs> so we did something. I think we made them do, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, James. I think we made them... Maybe jog two laps to warm up. Um, had to maybe do, I, I don't know, maybe 20 jumping jacks, some push-ups or something. Um, nothing too much. And then they played dodgeball or, or baseball thing. And we got over 25 emails from the parents. You're trying to kill my kid. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, you know, like, it was crazy. And then we got called in and said, you got to tone it down. I said, tone it down? Yeah. I said, from what? I wow. Said, Come yeah. from our generation where we yeah. played outside yeah. till till it was dinner time. Right? Come on down. You got down dinner time. And we play out till it was like 6, 6.30 at night in the yeah, summertime. Yeah, we, we Mom, can I have, like, half a... My kids, I could go outside and play. No, I don't want to. Right. 
Exactly. I mean, we were playing. I think. I mean, that's why I think we were all kind of in shape as kids because we were out there playing all day. I slept hard every night in my bunk bed. I mean, like we played all day. You remember the what was it? My big things were hockey with the red, orange ball. Okay. Right? Okay. Getting your bike, riding your bike, and the putting bike. the the, uh, the the clothes pins with yes. the with the cards, right? Yes, the bike. Yes, playing hockey cards with the cards. That if I had them now, I'd be like rich. I, I remember playing clothes with Bobby Hall. I didn't keep any that stuff. Keep any that stuff. Oh my! I wish God. I kept half that stuff. I didn't know it was gonna be anything later. What? I didn't keep none of that stuff. I kept my I records. Had all of those I kept my records though. That's one thing I did keep. I have a lot of good. I got a lot of good records from seven. The big ones. Oh yeah. Do you know back in the day, this cracked you up? Did you ever do this? So I had a big afro. Like I, big, had, I had one too. Big, like big. Okay. And I was like a freak about my hair. Okay. But I used to take I used to take I used to take that big album. Yes. And I pick my hair out and I take the album and I go. Oh, that's so, so it would funny. get like perfect, perfectly round, and it was like, gosh forbid you touch my hair. Oh, I had I had a I had my pick. Well, first at my school, picking they, the hair. Well, well, first they had the we call them the cake cutters. They're actually mm-hmm. cake cutters. They were banned from my school. They used as weapons because those are the ones you they're the silver ones. And you can just really get in there. And I packed my almost cussed, packed my stuff down. My my, my afro was packed down. Uh, and then I got the pick, and I still have the pick actually with a with the, the thing on it. Oh my gosh, I have the wood one. I yes. have one. I got it. I wow. still got it. Um, wow. I'm gonna draw some. I actually ran. Across the recently, so I do have yeah. that one, and he picked the stuff out. He and he stick it in the back. Yeah. I did have, I, did, I had every hairstyle on earth actually back in the day, but that was one of them. I did have a fro. I had a fro. I was like the one of Jackson's. I did the dreadlocks. Did you do dreadlocks? I, that's the one thing I've never. I didn't do. Yeah, oh yeah, I had dreadlocks, and I thought I was like so cool. I was in a reggae band, oh, that's so and funny. I used to like, like right before we'd get on stage, I'd go soak my head in the in the sink, yes. get it all full of water, and then I stand up with doing my thing, and I go like this, and all the girls would go. Aah! Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, the water yeah. would go like that. Oh my god! I had feathered hair. I've had my hair pressed. Yeah, I've had straightened. Oh, I've had high top fade, box mm-hmm. cut. I mean, I've had. I mean, mm-hmm. people laugh. I've had every just about. I didn't. I didn't do Jerry Curl because my barber told me. Well, he goes, "You have good hair. You don't want to do that." We don't believe in good hair, obviously, but yeah. that's what he told me back in the day. You have good hair, James. Don't you know you have that mixed race hair? So you don't want to touch the outside and do that. Um, and I do. I want to do um, twisties. I didn't do those. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do uh, a straw step. I didn't do that either. So it's kind of like there were a few I didn't do, but everything else I just I did the shag, the reverse shag. I mean, I did I did everything. I used to have a, like the straightened hair. Yes. I put all that gel in there. Yes. Remember, and I like head like no, this <laughs> yeah, way I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, put yeah, my yeah. head out the window as I'm driving, so I get that. Perfect, perfect look like that. Yeah, I, I had blonde hair once, red hair. I'm saying, oh, I didn't I went, go there. I did. I tried okay. everything. I, I, for me, because to me, it was just hair. As you see, both now we're just doing this, but it was just it was just hair to me. It was mm-hmm. like just I didn't do much else in other ways. I didn't dress crazy or anything. But the hair was just like it's fun. I have it. Well, I, I was dressed, very blessed to grow it. So I dress crazy. You just you just crazy. Oh yeah, but I didn't know better. But when I look back, like check yeah. this out. So I used to roll. <laughs> Oh my God! I, I, I graduated from a, um, a class of twelve hundred. I was the only African American. Wow. Oh my God! Yeah. So I'm in an all white school. Oh. I didn't know, but I didn't really know Ain't different, different back yeah, okay. then. You okay. know, in yeah. Vancouver, my parents didn't bring me up that way. Yeah. It wasn't until I moved to Toronto, where I, uh, at, uh, at eighteen, where I, I started to know there was a difference. But prior to that, I, I had no idea. Yeah. But. So my mom was dressing me like Mod Squad or something. I used That's to so roll <laughs> down. I used to have these like velvet bell-bottom pants. Oh, I had platform shoes. Oh, my I dad see. got me a cust. Listen to this. 16-year graduation. My dad gets me a custom-made crushed red velvet suit for grad. 
Everybody's red in tuxes, and I'm rolling out in this crush red velvet suit. Okay, super and, fly. And feeling, yeah, right? right? And I was rolling, too. Like, I thought I was bad. And I went, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, like, said to my son, I said, hey, you want to use it? He's like, no, Dad. He's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. No, it's, it's a good costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a three-piece uh, plaid suit in my junior high school graduation. I was like, from Montgomery Wards. Oh, from Montgomery Wards. Nice. I was mm-hmm. proud of that. I, mm-hmm. I paid that with my own credit. I had a credit card in high school. I mean, first grade, I was Montgomery Wards. I was like, oh, give me this three-piece suit and it was like the vest it was just like a, a burnt orange and brown yeah nice yeah nice and those pictures are out there for everybody uh, it's kind of crazy. I, it, unfortunately we're getting close I mean it's like we have 10 minutes left or so really? but I know wow, myself fast but so I, we got to talk about GH a little bit a little okay, bit at least yeah. of course because you were Marcus Taggart on GH mm-hmm. like basically 20 years ago you started there yeah. uh, the 1996 right yeah yeah I thought today like that was 20 years ago like wow. where'd I go it really, you know what? Ninety. It's twenty years. It's twenty years this year. Whenever you started wow. in ninety six, yep. and you were on there for several years. You were on there for like I think hey, you were nine there years. Nine years, yeah, almost ten. So I mean, and you. And we were talking this earlier because I do want to bring this up because he's a great guy, Maurice Bernard. You mm-hmm. are very close, and you mm-hmm. have you do things together. And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Maurice. Well, Maurice was the best man in my wedding. Uh, we haven't seen each other physically in a while, but it, Maurice and me have one of those relationships that you you know when you can see not see somebody for a long time yes. and then all you never miss time. But my, you know, when I first met Maurice, I was a huge General Hospital fan. And I'll never forget my first day on General Hospital. I was like you. I was like, hey, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God, God. God, God, God. Yes. And then here comes Sonny down the hall, right? Right. And everybody was great to me. And they were like, okay. hey, welcome to the show, yeah. everything. And then I go and I see Sonny. And I was, and I, I stuck on my hand to, to shake his hand. And he pushed it aside. And he said, come here. And he gave me a hug. Wow. And from that moment, we were... Instant. He was the one who told me I was. He said you. He said you're bipolar, dude. He said you oh, suffer you from it. depression. And I was like, What are you talking about? He said, Wow. I'm telling you. He yeah. knew it. He knew. Yeah. And he was the one who first brought me. Brought, and I was in denial. I didn't know. You're like, no, what are you talking about? No, no. Yeah. No, I just love lying on the couch for two months at a time and not doing anything. I thought that was part of the process. Right. right exactly. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know. I thought. You, I thought people just did that. Right. You know. And he's like, No, uh, they no, don't. No. I thought you know that anger right. management and tantrums I was throwing was normal. Right. That's cool. Right. He's like, No. You know, no, that's not cool. So we became very close, um, and he is a great guy. Yeah. You know, we connect on a lot of levels. We're both um, real, um, how do you say, uh, you know, um, disciplined in our craft, okay. you know, um, as is Steve Burton. So we just had oh, a lot of fun one. together and uh, recently yeah. reconnected. I had him on my show. He did yeah. an awesome show. And he's in a really good place now, yeah. too. I really believe in it. I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it, Maurice, because I believe in speaking the power. This is his year. I mean, I truly believe that Maurice is one of the most talented actors I know, but, you know, sometimes you get in that soap opera world, I don't know what it is, but he hasn't had his chance for his light to shine. Mm. He does amazing in General Hospital, but Mm. his time is yet to come. Mm. His time is yet to come. Mm. And I told him that recently. I said, Maurice, this is your year, dude. Your light is shining. Because we hadn't talked for a long time. And when we connected on the phone, I immediately knew there was a difference. And he said the same about me. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was cool. Yeah, he's somebody who is considered an icon, obviously, of Mm -hmm. daytime. Sure. But I feel like he's kind of, you're right, he's kind of, like, underrated. Like, he Mm -hmm. just, he's just, he's he's highly popular. Mm -hmm. But he's not, yeah, he's just not, almost not celebrated like some of the others. And you know what it is? Here it is. We know it's all about timing. I didn't know this, but my, my Alex uh, pointed this out to me the other day. I believe with Maurice, it's like this. Did you know that Prince 
Okay. Tried to kick off his career, but he was ahead of his time. I they that. weren't ready for him. Mm -hmm. And then so he was playing the same music, oh, but, yeah. then, yeah. but then he came back later, mm -hmm. and it was his time. And right. you know, so it, it's it's his time. Timing now. is always. I mean, we talk about this in, our, in the business. Timing is. Somebody like, says, "Who you know?" It's this. I'm like, it is those things, but also it's mainly timing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just being at the right place at the right time or the right person noticing and how you. how you show up. How you show up. Right. Are mm -hmm. you ready for it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you really believe in that, you, you're spiritual. I'm, you yes. Know, we, but it, we, it's all the same. So I know now that, you know, it wasn't my time. I wasn't ready. And mm -hmm. I certainly showed that. You yeah. know, I was taken to the top of the mountain, man. Yeah. I, threw, I threw it all away. You know, mm -hmm. no regret. Like you said, I don't, I'm not bad in the past. Yeah. But I see it. Mm -hmm. I see how it happened and why it happened. And now it's like even all these people that, you know, that even that knew me from 20 years ago, mm -hmm. I'm rolling into their offices, I'm running into them, I'm auditioning for yeah. them, and they're like, I don't know what you got going on, dude, but I like it. <laughs> I like this that. This person's yes. different. You they know, can feel it. They can feel yeah, it. It's a different thing. And now, do people, because soap fans are very, I mean, are they, they, have, they have memories like elephants. Mm -hmm. Do people come up to you and still say, Marcus or Taggart or Every Marcus? day. I believe it. Every day. It's mm -hmm. amazing. You can do anything yeah. else, of yeah. course. Yeah, so fans. Well, General Hospital is huge. Yeah, you know it's funny. I did General Hospital for nine years, almost from day one, immediately <laughs> being recognized. And like you say, right? I did some other shows. I did another show for a year. I don't think I've ever been recognized for it. Wow. Ever? Wow. Ever? What? <laughs> not even one. Not even. Hey, you're. No, but it's like it's like Tagger. Tagger. You know, they like still to this day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so General Hospital has a huge following, is. as is Days of Our Lives. Yes. And, I, and you know, I'm excited to be part of that. Oh, you're going to be totally, once yeah. you get on there, they're going to not forget you either, yeah. obviously. And a lot of my old peeps, yeah. I'm walking down they're the hall, I'm like, hey, you know, there's mm -hmm. Stefan is there. Yes, yes. Maria's there yes. now. Um, Wally's there. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, uh, yes, he is. So that's right. You know, there's a lot of them mm -hmm. there. It's mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the thing about the, the, thing about the soap world, because they do kind of rotate people here and there. And they, it, 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 it's, it, it's a little community. Mm-hmm. And if you decide to stay in it and decide to work in it, you'll see the same people over and over again at some time. And they're talking 20 years later. Mm -hmm. You'll see them. And it's great. But, folks, I mean, I told them I was doing an interview with you. They were just like, tell me, said hi, and that we really appreciate him. Cause, and for the African-Americans who told me, I told you, they were like, he's one of the few strong black men we saw on daytime television. Thank you. That didn't want to, the, the way they wrote you is like you didn't want to compromise your principles. You had a romance with a black woman, which mm -hmm. was great to see that, uh, just to have more of that. We don't mind interracial. We love that. You had one of those too. But it's like to see two black people represented in love and dating. Mm -hmm. There's you and, her name was Dara Jensen on the show. Yes. Um, that you guys, she's a great actress, great actress too. I'm a great yeah. actress too. Um, but that you guys had a romance. Mm hmm. The season on daytime, it's like, oh, black folks do kiss and actually flirt. Because back time. then when that was happening, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of wild yes. now yes. I hear yes. on, on all levels. But, yes. you know, I, I did like Taggart because of that. And you know what? The producers at General Hospital, because I did have other things that if you notice, you're, you probably didn't notice. Okay. Taggart never drank. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, if, you, if you ever saw Taggart in a scene yeah. where everybody else was drinking, yeah. He had milk. Oh, how funny! And that, and that was oh, a choice. Yeah, okay. it was a choice, and they were they they were cool with that. Yeah, it was just because I was very cognizant of 
I believe, whether we want to believe it or not, you're a role model. When you get mm-hmm. placed on platforms like this, yes. and, and it's an honor, and it's a privilege. It is. No, it is. And it's lucky. You know, I don't believe in, like, you know who said, I'm not a role model. Right. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are. You know, and mm-hmm. they will become who you are. So I always want to, you know, if the role calls for it, you know, and even now coming back, because I'm in a position where with what I do, you know, with my advocate and everything puts me in a position, I get to choose what I do. So... I'm not doing any roles that are using a lot of N-words or, yeah. or stuff like that, unless the role really calls, calls for it. it. Right, right. You know, unless it makes a of point. It. Yes, yes. Because as you spoke about earlier, honestly, me personally, mm-hmm. my great-great-grandfather died. And I, I just think that yeah. that's just so disrespectful. I agree. I totally really agree. do. Totally agree. You can't say that and then get mad when other people say that. That's just my exactly. opinion. I agree just also. Just keeping it real. Yeah, no, I you agree know? also. Say my opinion you also. Know. So... So okay, so the last thing because it's we're, we're you have to come back. Obviously, okay. we're, 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 this is not done, folks. We're going to be talking some again. Um, I believe in the power of words. We, you yeah. mentioned it a little mm-hmm. earlier, and I believe the words can stop us in our tracks or propel us forward. So quickly, I have two questions I ask every single guest. Okay, one: What word do you think we should take out of our vocabularies? C A N T. There you go. I, I took that out of my vocabulary at thirteen. Literally, to my I took that out. In That's 40. why I spelt it. I like it. And in my house, my kids, if you say it, they're so programmed with that now, they'll be like, Dad, James said the C word. Or they'll say, no, James, right. not able yet. Ooh. I, oh, I like that. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Well, the next question is, what word do you think we should bring into our, put back into our vocabulary? Bring back? Or just put, or put it or add into our vocabulary. People are not saying it or bring it back into our vocabulary. Excellent. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like both of those. Yeah. And can't, I, like, I like the not able to yet. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Real, Dream big. You. Yeah. Dream big. Thank, thank you, you very much. so much. Thank, thank you, James. Really. We're going to talk again. Tell folks where they can find you online, social media, everything. Um, you know, the, the main, the mothership is uh, <laughs> railandrews.com. I got all my social media there. Um, you can find my radio show there. I'm on Periscope. Everything's at, at yes. railandrews. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be finding me soon on Facebook Mentions. Look for that. I'm excited about that. But definitely come to railandrews.com or joincoachrail.com. And it's very easy. It's, it's on there. You can see it. Actually, I'll post another link on my page I'll post the link on my page so you guys can go there too of course you can follow me on Black Hope LA on Twitter James Hodgson or anywhere else Black Hollywood Live has shows on YouTube on iTunes go ahead and subscribe there and rate us like us and check out some other shows we have some great shows on here like Next and Tech Nerds all kinds of shows on Black Hollywood Live and you can watch my other episodes too that I have on here thank you so much for watching us and I'll see you next time Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. I mean, I just... The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.